today on the Bourbon Bites Podcast. I'm in the middle of a heat wave, so I'm reviewing the new Barrel Vantage from Barrel Craft Spirits, both neat and on the rocks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bourbon Bites Podcast. I am joining you from a very warm 104 degrees. Now, that's outside, not inside, but if you heard the intro, I am in a bit of a heat wave here in Southern California. I think actually Northern California has it worse than us, so I guess I can be thankful for that. But yes, it is hot. We are having rolling blackouts. Fortunately, I haven't seen those here yet. Um, We're being told to limit our power consumption. So right now I am on a laptop and I am recording this, trying to conserve a little bit of energy. Um, But I still wanted to get a review out of this brand new release from Barrel Craft Spirits. They were very kind to send this over for me to review. And this is Barrel Vantage. So this new release is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys finished in Musanara, French, and toasted American oak casks. This first release comes in at 114.44 proof, or 57.22% ABV, and is a blend of whiskey distilled in Indiana, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So this is the latest edition of their uh, special releases. You know, from the past, there's been uh, Dovetail, Armida, Seagrass, and like the rest of the lineup, this one retails at $80. So this one is joining the lineup to highlight the many dimensions of oak. In the previous releases, we've seen finishes from rum to cognac, but this release is relying on the three different types of oak cask to impart a lot of different flavors to this bourbon. The press release says that our unique vantage point in the whiskey world, combined with a passion for experimentation and nuance, has inspired us to produce a blend with impeccable balance and a depth of flavor. Barrel Vantage is the result of deliberately pairing specifically identified bourbons with carefully selected cooperage, giving rise to a final expression that focuses on the subtle flavors and their compounding profiles. So in addition to these being different types of wood, of course the Mizunara coming from Japan, the French oak coming from, believe it or not, France, and the American oak um, that we see a lot in most bourbon here in the States, uh, they are also experimenting with different char levels and toast levels. Each of the different bourbons that went to this from, like I said, Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky, um, were finished with specific casks. Of course, they're not going to reveal what was finished with what, and then blended together uh, to make this final blend, which is Vantage. I would like to know, though, which uh, type of whiskey they thought paired best with each type of oak. That would be an interesting conversation. I need to reach out to their uh, um, Will Shragus, who I've had on my channel several times, who uh, could probably give us that info. (laughs) But yeah, I've been a pretty big fan of these releases. It's been a minute since I've had Dovetail. Um, and uh, I loved seagrass, as y'all know. Armida was kind of a, a miss for me. It wasn't my favorite flavor profile, um, but t- I'll tell you right now, I'm very excited to try Vantage. Now, if you want to see me try all four of those in a blind flight to find out what I actually like best, uh, stay tuned later this month on my YouTube channel. I'm celebrating Bourbon Heritage Month by doing a new series on the channel called Blinded by the Flights. So I'm doing four different blind flights this month, starting with Larceny Bear proof this week and I will be doing a barrel blind flight later this month. Um, I'll also be giving away sample sets from all of the blinds so if you guys want to watch that make sure to check out Bourbon Bites on YouTube. Um, Subscribe and hit the bell button so you'll be notified you don't miss it because you got to tune into the lives to be able to have a chance to spin the wheel of whiskey which is how I do my giveaways. But I did want to give this a review beforehand. Like I said, I've tried all the others before, so to give it a fair shot in the blind flight, I do need to give it a taste. And since it is so hot, I will be trying it both neat 
and on the rocks. So as usual, we're gonna start out with the neat pour. I feel like that's the best way to approach it, you know, for the first time. But then we're gonna see how it stands up to ice because I'll be honest, when it's this hot, I do enjoy a good high proof whiskey on the rocks. So let's go and get this barrel vantage poured. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not an expert on wood. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've said that multiple times in this podcast, all in different contexts, but I have had, obviously, American oak. I've had it toasted. I've had it charred. Uh, French oak, I've definitely had some expressions that use that. I know I've had some scotch that's been Mizanara cask finished, but I can't recall a bourbon or American whiskey that, that has had that oak influence on it. I know a lot of the barrel private selects do different finishing, including Mizanara, so it's definitely not new to them, but the only other one that comes to mind is like Angel's Envy did a special release. I know uh, Rabbit Hole did as well. It usually is the very special releases that are the Mizanara casks. Unless I'm missing something, you guys definitely let me know on Discord, but yeah, I don't think I've had a straight Mizanara finished uh, American whiskey before, so I'll be interested to see if I can tell those notes apart from the French oak and the American oak. Let's go ahead and give it a nose. Well, I do smell the wood. <laughs> there's no doubt there. This is a very oak-forward uh, bourbon on the nose, but thankfully there's a lot more there behind it. I'm almost getting a little bit of banana, which is, you know, not something that I typically get from bourbon unless it's from, you know, Barton, which is a likely component of this. Um, there is some like tropical like bananas, maybe some coconut there as well. But I'm getting some really lovely spice notes, um, baking spices. It's kind of reminiscent of some wild turkey I've had, um, at least on the nose. Now from what I've read, um, the different casks do have certain flavor profiles. I know French oak is typically associated with spiciness, so that's probably where those spices are coming from. Of course, toasted American oak gives us those wonderful vanillas, marshmallow notes. Not necessarily getting that on the nose, I do get some kind of dessert element there. Just can't quite place it on nose alone. But Mizunara casks are one of the most interesting types of oak. They're some of the hardest to work with um, because they're so soft, believe it or not. So they have to be dried out for a really long time before they can even be used for barrels. And the oak actually has to come from 200 to 500 year old trees just to be able to harvest and be in a condition well enough to make a barrel from. So that's crazy old. And I've heard that Mizanara does carry some fruitier notes. Um, so that maybe that's where I'm getting the banana from. Um, it could also be from the whiskey itself. But on the nose, I do see all of those elements coming together. So I can't wait to give it a try. Cheers. Mmm. As with the nose, it, it's definitely oak forward. Um, that's kind of the most dominant flavor I'm getting here. It's very dry as well. Uh, not necessarily kind of dry in a older bourbon kind of way, but dry in the fact that the oak is like a dominant flavor here. Kind of like I've had some experience with some Jim Beam products, even at, you know, nine-ish years old. And on the back end of that oak is that spice. It definitely comes through about mid-palate, but it's a lot more subtle than on the nose. It's less spicy. The oak is definitely front and center. It's interestingly not super sweet. Um, I kind of was looking for a bit of sweetness, maybe from the dessert notes that were on the nose of this. Maybe on the back end towards the finish, there's like a little bit of a, a sweetness that kind of complements the spice, but it kind of feels a bit hidden by the, the other dominant notes on this whiskey. The spices kind of present themselves differently on the palate than on the nose though. On the nose I was getting more of like baking spices, a bit of like, you know, cinnamon or nutmeg. But on the palate it's it's definitely more of like a peppery kind of spice. I can't necessarily to tell if it's like a red pepper or um, black pepper, but there's definitely a different kind of spice going on on the palate. There is still some cinnamon there, but it's not like cinnamon sugar. It's definitely more like a ground cinnamon kind of note. 
it kind of hangs out in the back corners of my mouth. It almost kind of has that reaction that my mouth does when I get like a bit of a sour note, kind of like it makes me salivate a lot. <laughs> and I was looking through the tasting notes they gave just, you know, on the press release to see what might be triggering that. And they list ginger as a tasting note. And I think it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily taste like ginger to me, but it kind of, the way it feels in the back of my throat is similar to how like a ginger, like, you know, when you're eating those like ginger candies, I don't know if you've ever gotten them from like an Asian market. I used to buy them all the time. Those do kind of make those same corners of my mouth tingle that way um, so I definitely could see why they're getting ginger on that again not as sweet though as I those candies are it's it's definitely dry um, kind of through and through it's dry up front mid palate it kind of lightens up and towards the finish you think it's gonna go sweet um, but it kind of goes back dry I do like that it's not necessarily my favorite I do like when things get a little bit sweeter um, but it's it's definitely a nice very balanced well thought out bourbon and I know you guys are probably going to ask, you know, oh, can you taste the different uh, states distilled in there? Like, can you taste the Kentucky bourbon, the Indiana bourbon, or the Tennessee bourbon? Um, not necessarily on this one. I can say that I can tell some elements of each of those are there. I think up front it definitely is more Kentucky focused. Um, mid palate, it doesn't. It does go a little Tennessee, but of course not as much as like Armida, which is I think entirely Tennessee whiskey. This one though, it, it has some of the drier elements from a Tennessee whiskey. None of the minerality, so don't worry. <laughs> and in terms of Indiana, it's kind of hard to pick it out. Maybe on the finish, but again, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. So really, it's it's balanced in that aspect, and it's balanced in terms of these three different types of oak. It's definitely more oak forward than typical. So when you think of it balanced in that way, not necessarily. It's a little you know spiky towards the oak element of it. Um, but if you do like a good oaky bourbon and you like a spicy oaky bourbon, I think this is going to be right up your alley. And since this is so oaky and spicy, I think this will do wonderfully over some ice. So I'm going to pour it over ice now. Now on the nose, I, I've typically not nosed whiskey when I have it over ice. I think, you know, you get the best nosing experience out of a Glencairn, um, just neat. I think I've always felt that way. Even, you know, with some water, sure, you can still nose it. But when you have it over ice, I think the, the temperature change really kind of limits the nose. And that's why I try to encourage people to try it both ways. Because, you know, even though something you may, you may prefer the taste of something over ice, you still get the best nose, in my opinion, um, just neat in like a, a tasting glass. I will say it does smell a bit sweeter and toastier on the nose, um, just in this glass over ice. Um, but yeah, like I said, let's go and give it a taste to really dive in. Cheers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that definitely calms it down a bit. It takes away some of those aggressive oaky notes up front. Definitely leans more sweet. Wow, that's so much sweeter with the ice. I do think that neat, you know, this, while the mouthfeel is a bit oily, it's not really viscous. So I think it was kind of missing some of that thickness that I've gotten on some other barrel special releases. Um, but on the ice, you know, the temperature change does kind of thicken it up a bit, um, which I think, again, it makes it more desserty, more sweet. Oh, yeah, this makes me want to just sit outside and, well, not today, <laughs> obviously, but on a, you know, a significantly cooler day, but still, you know, warm, sit outside in a rocking chair, sip on this over ice, man, that makes for a great whiskey. Now I'm like, I want to try this in old-fashioned, because I'm almost getting like, some maple syrup notes over ice as well. And even though it does mellow out the oak, it definitely doesn't, you know, override it. You still get a lot of those elements. To me, it really does bring out that, that toasty element. I'm getting more of those vanilla, maybe a little marshmallow notes, um, but instead of marshmallow, it leans more maple. Now with the ice, it does lose a bit of the finish that, that was really great about it, neat. Um, but I mean, I think just overall, you know, enjoyment wise, I prefer it over ice, I'll be honest.
So for the first time ever on the podcast, I'm going to give this two scores. Um, One, my normal score, which is neat, and then another score on ice. So before I give a final score to Barrel Vantage, I do want to give a huge shout out to all of my patrons, including my latest patron, Kathy Jo, from Women of Whiskeys, another great whiskey YouTube channel. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her this past week in Las Vegas. She is a ton of fun. We went to go see Thunder from Down Under together. It was it was a blast. Um, photos of that will not be leaking um, until I get drunk enough to leak them to you guys. We'll see. We'll see. So now comes the time to rate Barrel Vantage. Um, again, thank you to Barrel for sending this sample. So y'all always know I give a fair rating whether I have sent a sample of something or I actually bought it myself. So in the case of Barrel Vantage, I will give the score to the Rocks version first. If you don't know, my rating system is out of 8 because I love all things 8-bit here. When trying it over ice, Barrel Vantage gets a 7 out of 8. This is a wonderful summertime pour. I just can't wait to enjoy the rest of this bottle. Um, like I said, once it cools down a little bit, just sitting out on the patio, I think this is going to hold up so well. Like I said, I think in an old fashioned even, this would be a really great bourbon. $80 is a little high for it being a rocks pour. That's, I think that's kind of the reason that it doesn't get the, you know, the ultimate eight out of eight. I think I would prefer a, a bit cheaper of a bourbon to have over ice. Um, so that's the only thing that's knocking it over ice. I think it's, it's really great. I think that's how I recommend drinking it actually. So when it comes down to the neat pour, I give Barrel Vantage a 6 out of 8, which is still above average. I do really like this. I think it, it definitely is for the oak lovers, less of the sweet bourbon drinkers. I think it's spicy. I think it's oaky. And it's a really good bourbon. It just you know doesn't have the mouthfeel. It doesn't have the, I guess, balance in terms of overall experience that I would look for in a neat pour. Um, but like I said, over ice, it actually does so much better. So like I said, seven out of eight over ice, six out of eight neat. But overall, a really great addition to the lineup. I can't wait to try it blind on a flight with the others, but always excited to try new barrel releases. They've had some absolute amazing ones. Spoiler alert, Seagrass was my number one whiskey of last year. I absolutely love that bottle. Um, so, you know, this could be a contender this year. We'll see how it does blind. You know, if it beats seagrass, then it's definitely going to be a contender. Um, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see. So I'm going to go enjoy the rest of this pour over ice. But until next time, this has been the Bourbon Bites Podcast. Cheers, and I'll talk to you next episode. <laughs>